Yeah. And to be fair, there's context missing because I know exactly which video you're talking about. And it's like, first of all, they were trying to compare her to one of her celebrity friends who's actually a friend of ours. Mm. And it was quite interesting how they did that because ultimately when I looked at the video, it's like, okay, we know a black man is not going to get a chance. It doesn't matter if he's queer. It doesn't matter if he's straight, okay? Secondly, she looks flustered about something, okay? She said in the video that she was misgendered several times. But from the piece that we saw, it was only maybe once. Mm -hmm. And he apologized for that. And so I think it's really important that we got to have all of the context of what's happening here. And I'm so glad that you brought up that video because that's that's a really great point. Yeah, it was one part in it where she stated that um, the woman had said sir, ma'am, and stuff like that. And again, it's one of those things. At least she made the process of correcting herself to make you feel comfortable, you know? She didn't know how to address you, so she said what made her feel comfortable, and she said what she thought she could make you feel comfortable with by correcting herself. Mm -hmm. And yet you still kept digging into the situation. And so that's just, I mean, yeah. And she apologized, the woman apologized. And so it was like, what more do you want Mm -hmm. at this point? Yeah. Yeah, and I can see that. I did see that situation, and it's it's a duality of multiple things happening at once. You know, with the the attendant there that was trying to do their job at the same time, mm-hmm. staying respectful within the bounds. Um, may there have been a little animosity, yeah, but I think it's being able to address that it was on both sides there, and acknowledging that nuance that. You know, there was a triggered individual in that space, and it's understandable why they're triggered. I mean, if someone misgenders me, I mean, I'm going to give a gut reaction. I'm going to be like, whoa, that's, you know, um, maybe not every time I may not land it perfectly, too. It it depends on you're in the middle of travel, you're in an airport. There's a lot of different factors that were going on, and everybody's got a phone kind of in your face recording things. So it creates this extra level of, like— I'm not quite sure, maybe more an animosity to this, this space because maybe the interaction could have been handled if the camera wasn't. I mean, there's so many yeah, different things I, that we could argue. And my thing was, <clears throat> maybe if the camera wasn't there, the reaction would have been different on yeah. both sides. Yeah. But because there was a camera there, the reaction just kept antagonizing the situation even more. Yeah. It felt like. And yeah, because it seemed like the more he would say to her, the more she would shove the camera into his face. Mm-hmm. And so that just made it that much harder. Um, but yeah, enough about that. Yeah. <laughs> well, Listen, go ahead. Yeah. You are a legend in this community and you are someone I feel does not get their flowers enough. Nope. And as a black trans woman who's also in this same community, I admire your wisdom. I admire your experience, your storytelling, because you've been around the world. Ay, 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 ay. Yep. <laughs> okay. Wait, wait, you know wait, what I mean? Wait, we gotta... <laughs> Yeah, we got buttons too, girl. We upgraded. (laughs) Tell me, tell us, how does it feel to see the legacy that you are carving play out in real time? That part. Damn. Damn, she came prepared to co-host today. Okay. Oh, wow. I mean, we're on The View. (laughs) It's... I mean, first of all, when the life expectancy of a trans woman is 35 or less than, and I have made it to 50 plus, um, 
Just to say. <laughs> wait, wait, where's the... Hold, hold on. Let me get it together. We, uh, I think we need this one. We got a lot of programming. Yeah. <laughs> what, what are we doing? We're doing... Uh, the happy one. Where, where is it? We got to get a drum roll. Uh, cheers. Cheers. There it is. There yeah, it there is. Yeah, there we go. Hey, we're still okay. learning, all right? We just programmed the buttons. <laughs> but, I mean, being able to survive through... Um, is a lot um, when we talk about being a black trans woman. Um, seeing my legacy of trans folks that have come through my path is, I mean, it's, I'm grateful. I'm, I'm just really grateful that I have been had the opportunity to be in so many trans folks' lives or to be a part of that or to give them that strength that says, I can do this too. You know, um, the part of not getting my flowers, I get my flowers every day in so many ways, you know, um, when I wake up in the morning and I can see I lived another day, I get Mm -hmm. my flowers. When I, um, read and look on Instagram or TikTok and see my community, you know, doing the work, I get my flowers, you know, because, I see where all of this was a progress of stuff that I advocated for when I transitioned back in 99, 99, <laughs> years ago. 2000. The 2000. In the 1900s, actually, girl. You know, I'll just say it was in the 90s when I transitioned. Yeah, that's the 1900s. You know, that's a whole other century, girl. <laughs> but, Shit, COVID was five years ago. I just learned that you know, yesterday. We can go so. back to the 1800s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, but watching a lot of the youth that I've been involved with and seeing the, not even just the youth, but adults that have, I've been a part of, you know, succeed and progress is amazing. And to say that I had just a little bit to do with that. A little bit. Come um, on. This is where we're giving more credit. Listen, (laughs) listen, tell the story about like, about you, like tell, tell, tell the folks, tell, put it on camera. That's why we are here is to tell yes. this. Don't be humble about it because we know you, but I want folks out there to know you. So I started all of, a lot of, all of this. this. No. <laughs> We got some queens already typing in the types right now. They're like, what? I did this? Watch. Yes, if you want to know more about me, Google me. Oh, that's awesome. My line. But um, I've been in this fight since 19... Hundred, <laughs> let's say, you know, um, I have to say, you know, for a lot of people that don't know, and I'm really open about who I am and what I am, you know, again, if I were to sit in front of you and say, who, who is Sabelle? Well, Sabelle is a black trans woman. She's HIV positive. She's been hep C positive. She's had cancer. She's had a couple other things go on in her life that's caused health and been very close to death because of her health. But yet today I sit here and I'm healthier than most people walk in this earth. So when I look at it from that perspective, that's who Sabella is. She's an, you know, she's an achiever. She's a survivor more than anything else. I've gone through a lot in my life. And so when we talk about um, 
poverty and the community of trans folks. I know what that means as a person of color. When we talk about housing and the process of being homeless or low-income housing, I know what that looks like because I lived that, yeah. you know, um, and still do today. Um, Lincoln bio, make sure to hit a Venmo for her. You know, we're going to put that up later. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, when we talk about healthcare, you know, again, I'm HIV positive. I've been positive since 1986, 87. Wow. And you know, my, I am undetectable. I have really good health. Um, I had TB. Um, I was Hep C positive for ten plus years, um, and very close to death with Hep C. Um, it came out a new research drug, and I was able to take that and was completely cured. Two days after I was diagnosed, after being cured of Hep C, I was wow. given a diagnosis of having prostate cancer, and having to deal with that. Um, after four or five surgeries, and I am cancer free. Yes. Um, so there are blossoms <laughs> on the butt. <laughs> yes. You know, um, to say that, you know, for a lot of trans folks out there, as well as people of color, trans women of color, you know, I love to be that one that says, we can make it. We can survive through anything if you want it bad enough. You know, a lot of my trans sisters and brothers, I know suicide rate for us is high. And what I can say to a lot of them is just, you know, patience, be patient. Mm -hmm. I would have never thought that 2024, I'd be sitting on a couch talking about my life as a podcast, on a podcast and what that means to me, you know. So um, be patient. Things happen. You survive it, you know. If you've made it, you know, it's a lesson. There's a lesson in there, you know. And I come from not such a religious family, although I'm more Buddhist than anything else. Mm -hmm. um, but I did grow up in Catholic school and boarding school and stuff like that. And I was always taught, my, my grandmother and my mother are very religious. And so I was always taught, God, don't give you no more on your plate than you can handle. And if he put it on your plate, then that means you could handle it. Yeah. And so I'm going to eat, yeah. you know, and that's what I do today. I eat, you know, no, give clearly. me something because I'm going to devour it. Don't tell me what I can't do because I'll prove you wrong. And you eat very well. You notice. <laughs> you notice. <laughs> I did. Body by skin. <laughs> 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 oh my god. <laughs> so, you know, I want to talk more about your work too. I mean, the HIV commission, there's history there. Like, tell yeah. me about it. I mean, were you the first? Is am I I wasn't the first. Okay. But there were folks that were on the commission before me. I just kind of pushed a little harder than most did. Yeah. Um, and then I kind of advocated the most. Like I was the one of the first black trans women that was part of the HIV Stops With Me campaign. Yeah. That was out back in 93 no back in 2000 damn um that talked about hiv positive and actually being putting back that, then though too back then That's that was like, a really hard time yeah know? um one People of the things i that. used to say there was a they had all these poster boards all over the city with buses and stuff yeah. and i would get on the bus and there would be my picture above me damn. talking about hiv stops with me you know and so 
that was kind of hard. Or you're driving down the street and you see on the back of the bus, HIV stops with me. And you just kind of look around and everybody kind of starts gluing their eyes to you. It's like, oh, I'm not a celebrity or anything, but... <laughs> oh, my God. No, you're just that. up there, you know? So yeah. it's kind of... um, That history of me started in San Francisco, though, because... That's where I was, like I said, again, I was diagnosed positive in 86, 87. Yeah. And that was before AZT or anything else came out, you know. So to say today we have shots and injections and patches and shit you can take to help prevent um, from destroying your body or from dying from HIV and AIDS. 